this is the Paul McGuire report on Paul McGuire. When we look at America, the American culture, our society, the communities we live in, the, the nation as a whole, and how America connects to the rest of the world. So we see, if, if, we, if our eyes are even remotely open, even partially open, it would be obvious to see the fact that all these things that are coming at, at us, all these crisis events, all these chaos events, uh, all these storms, both you know, in the sky, storms of social upheaval, banking crises, uh, the Ukraine-Russian conflict, NATO, what's happening in America, and then there's this endless series of bombardment from the media of these grotesque and distorted images that are designed to to manipulate us emotionally, but they're also designed to uh, create a mass climate of being disconnected and afraid. So you can't just go with the flow, imitate subconsciously or model subconsciously somebody else's psychological profile, psychological orientation, or, or physiological slash physical state. You know, it's amazing. We are really, since childhood in America, especially, let's be honest, we are born with an enormous vacuum inside each and every one of us. It's a massive place of emptiness. Now, people deal with it in many ways. In America, one of the primary ways to deal with that is to say that that void of emptiness does not exist. So, therefore, by suppressing the question about the void and the emptiness, that is a probably the most prevalent strategy in trying to overcome that problem. Other strategies would be inserting <clears throat> some kind of temporal fix to help you adjust to the void uh, or, or whatever. The void's always there, and societies dance around it to, to a literal and uh, peripheral degree. But you see, in the, in the soul of every society, and every society has a soul, including America, America does have a massive soul. The problem is America's soul is largely empty. It's largely a vacuum right now because all it really is is a composition. It's a collective of the millions of individual souls or people in America. And all those people on an individual basis, they're either... Uh, opening up to allow life and God to fill the emptiness and to make sense out of perception, to have meaning. All of this can be done by walking in that direction. But right now where America is, it has chosen to be largely a, a soulless state. Now, there's a, a very healthy percentage of people that still have questions for God. They're open to God. They're, they they want to know what the Bible has to say. Eventually, they will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And there's a massive number of these people who are either Christians or they they are predisposed. They are uh, ripe to listen to the, the total message of Jesus Christ. But as we again, as we survey the landscape of what is called our reality. There comes a point where you cannot be a little child anymore. 
There comes a time in your life early on, usually, that you aren't wearing diapers anymore. There comes a time when the things of childhood and early youth or whatever, life, the demands of life, call out to every man and woman as they grow. And they are called upon, just by life itself, they're called upon to step it up, to become adults, to to mature and develop their thinking, hopefully. That's the big hopefully. So when we look at what's happening in America right now, we see, if we choose to, that beneath all the patterns of what is happening that we can see with our eyes and hear with our ears, beneath all the bombardment of those patterns, there exists a very powerful intrusion, intrusive force uh, from another area that is radically affecting our physical reality world and life as we know it. So what does that mean? What it, what it means is that life as we know it um, is a composition of what's true and the acceptance of illusions. So the, the critical question is, in finding freedom, and finding the answer, and being everything that you were created to be, the final question is, have you chosen to fill that inner vacuum in your inner being, your soul, which has been empty or partially empty for a long time? And that condition, by the way, as you well know, is a painful condition to live in. It's painful to be in a condition where your inner man or inner woman has been wounded by the impact of you in some way or another choosing to separate yourself from God. And so what happens is you experience a tremendous inner loneliness, a tremendous inner loss. And so the only way to to find relief from the loss is to return to the place where you lost it, which was when you decided to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and enter into a supernatural relationship with Jesus Christ. You go back to that place and you renew it. You re- refresh it. You you restate it before God. You remind yourself in an act of worship. You remind yourself. When you, ha- when you could see it all clearly and when the light was shining by the grace of God, you could see where this was going and you could see what your call or journey was in it. So now here we are, and all the preparatory periods are over. They'll continue, but the primary preparation, if it's not already in gear, then you need to take the radical steps necessary to get it in gear. Because when you look out at the horizon, at this reality that we live in, you see that the reality that we live in is not simply being produced by random chance, by accident, by by man's greed or power struggles. You know, many of these things have percentage points of the truth in terms of an answer. But the big picture and the big answer is that every particle in this world, every particle of a human being, starting with the DNA and the spirit of the living God, every part of a person who is connected to God and and drawing its life from the true God, Jesus Christ, that individual can instantly, the moment they choose to, they can choose to see all of reality in, in whatever perspective they're in. 
they can choose to see and process beyond the illusion. And, and they understand, and they've understood for quite some time, they understand that this uh, constant manipulation of what's called our reality or our world or our social structure, our environment, our community, our families, our friends, our social networks, we have to understand that what these things are, unfortunately, to a large degree, are a, a collective combination of forces, some of them that are in conflict with one another, but forces that are very powerful and have the ability to manipulate reality at the very highest levels. And these forces have been developing the knowledge and strategy and technology and science of their, of their forces for centuries. So now, because where we are in terms of not just where where we are chronologically, you know, year, date, time, all that stuff, that's great. But the big question is, the, the place where we are in terms of time, chronologically, starting from any given point and coming to the present moment, you know, like the clock is ticking or beeping or whatever. So the, the critical thing is to understand that in the unseen reality, there are powerful forces that have acquired, for them, it's, 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 it's like English 101. To the globalist elite, those that are in the realm or the inner circle of a kind of transcendental control over the human race via aberrant technology, which they have designed, i.e. slash transhumanist technology, uh, surveillance technology, DNA technology, satellite technology, nanotechnology, all kinds of technologies that can be used for good healing and blessing, but placed in the wrong hands or in control of people with the wrong motives. These can be the, the, the most hideous totalitarian weapons or technology ever to, to insert itself in, in the human race. So that's where we are now. So these people. They conquer, first and foremost, by a higher level intellectual development. They are not educated, for the most part, in the schools that, let's say, you and I, and maybe even very prosperous people went to, or whatever. Their circle of friends, the knowledge they have access to because of their proximity to people of great power, all of that collectively gives them an across-the-board, far different let's call it a far different educational input, an educational input that is just not quantified by what we would call school or learning or schools or tests or professors. But we're talking about the totality of learning and education and knowledge. So people in certain spheres and specters, sectors of, of life have access to, to a rarefied mixture of very high-level science, technology, they are fluent in thinking in multiple languages, and because of the richness of their normal, natural, academic, social environment, they have been bathed in, in a kind of uh, superhuman mix that, that has given them uh, an advantage many times. And we need to understand that. 
while you see the pitiful uh, media interviews of, of kids from American high schools and colleges and universities being asked by, by conservative media in an impromptu question, they're asked, you know, basic questions like who was George Washington and stuff like this. And, and the overwhelming majority, something like 90% of the people or more, the students, the college, university students, can't even a- answer the most minimal or basic or first grade kind of uh, historical questions about our nation's history. And, and the only way you could, because if you've lived long enough, you remember a time when, you know, even people with a grammar school education could do a lot more things and think a lot more powerfully than, than people in subsequent generations. So there has been a stealth social engineering process for decades. And again, you have to choose to perceive that it's there. You don't fool yourself. You're not trying to make it there if it's not there. What you're doing is simply saying to yourself, I am going to receive the truth and the facts whenever I discover it, whenever I can confirm that it's true. I will not allow some kind of internal bias to cause me to reject it, and I will allow myself to grow. And you you decide in your inner self what you're going to do. Because scientists and thinkers and researchers, let me give you an example. Uh, there was a Dr. Emmanuel Garcia who wrote an article for Global, Global Research, August 31st, 2023, where he titles it, First Principles and Self-Controlled Opposition, Lockdowns, Distancing, Masks, and the Nefarious Jab. So this guy is uh, a scientist, and he analyzes all the... Uh, manipulation and social manipulation and lies from our institutions and our media. So this this doctor, Dr. Garcia, is a psychoanalyst, a psychiatrist, um, and uh, has many other high-level medical and psychiatric credentials. So in this article, which I just gave you the title to, talks about the fact that that our society is literally, uh, people are, are, are like standing over a tsunami of stuff, terms and areas and sciences, just to try to understand how to live. Like immune, immune, the, the uh, study of the immune system, the study of the heart and related systems, cardiology, surgery, infectious diseases. Uh, so you have to have an increased understanding of these fields. And so what he pointed out, and he's a psychiatrist and a medical doctor, he pointed out that in medicine, they have a, a, a protocol that they've already developed, which is called, in part, um, a, a first systems approach. So the idea is that when you're, when you're analyzing excuse me, or the first principles approach, when you're analyzing uh, uh, a COVID-19 crisis, a vax crisis, you, you have to really think through what you're doing, long-term and short-term, as to the impact of things like lockdowns, distancing, masks, or uh, the jab. Um, 
the mandating or making a law by, by some kind of order from somebody in government without the will or the consent of the people is very dangerous. And what we have to understand, and there's no way to ignore this, when we're talking about, in part, government edicts or lockdowns, social distancing, the wearing of masks, or mandatory jabs. Uh, What we have to understand is that, for example, social lockdowns simultaneously is one of the most powerful mind-bending, mind-changing environments you can put somebody in. When you uh, tell somebody that they're locked down in their house or apartment or whatever, you are sentencing them to a form of uh, social isolation. I forgot the name of the place in a prison where, oh, solitary confinement. Solitary confinement is brutal because the brain starts to hallucinate and the brain starts to get really weird and crazy when you spend time, even a short period of time, in solitary confinement. Especially if they turn out the lights and there's no sound. I mean, you go crazy. So when you, when you, enforce lockdowns, there is a massive, uh, massive trauma occurring simultaneous in, in hundreds of millions of people's lives across the earth who, who on a psychological, emotional, and spiritual level have been and continue to be wounded in a very, in a very, very dangerous way by these shock waves that are designed, I believe, to break down people and prepare them for indoctrination or social engineering. And, you know, I realize that's a very bold, outrageous statement, but I, in my books, I can prove it. I have quotes. I have plans. Uh, I'm not making it up. It's true. But, you know, you have to open your eyes and, and look at what's happening in front of you. Also, uh, again, the social distancing. Um, the masks... What were the masks about? Half the time we're told you've got to wear masks. Then there's the, the total reversal, and we're told you don't wear the masks. That wearing masks will, will hurt you because of oxygen deprivation and uh, uh, not breathing and getting enough oxygen and uh, other stuff. Oh, and then the psychological devastation of masks is that subliminally, on a psychological level, a person perceives wearing a mask kind of like a sign of being muzzled or subjugated or conquered or enslaved. Uh, This is not to disparage any religion, but in the Muslim religion, there are those people who, who the women wear masks to cover their face. Well, they have their reasons for doing that, but but the side effect in a psychological term is that you're, you're, not realizing it, but you're warping your identity and your personality and your psychological being. You're inflicting harm on it because the, the putting somebody in a mask is a form of domination, control. It is what totalitarian regimes and uh, uh, dictatorships, in communist dictatorships, fascist dictatorships, socialist dictatorships, dictatorships all employ these same measures. So you've got to be aware of that. You can't just, you know, look out the window or look at what's going on with your friends and family and associates. You know, once you know the truth, you're responsible for it. You, you, if you try to walk around suppressing the growth of the truth that you've received in you and 
in, in the last number of months or years, you suppress that. What happens is you you fire the power of truth into your inner man or inner woman with a tremendous amount of force. And instead of releasing it into the, the external environment, um, if you kind of hoard it or hold on to it, you, you're going to experience kind of the equivalent of, you know, whenever there's a massive blast or release of energy, there's a, a recoiling or a, a certain amount of kickback. Okay, so, um, and then this doctor talks of the jabs. And I didn't get this at first. I, I believe, at first, I believed the lie. I believed the lie that the purpose for the jabs was to find out if you had COVID-19 or not. I didn't know that the reason they rammed that, that jab up your nose area to the point where it hurt and it often bled was their agenda was to, to by poking you so hard in your nasal passage that it bleeds there, and then you're transmitting, allegedly, uh, a COVID-19 virus and you're, you're, it's like you're injecting it with a hypodermic needle because when it goes through the jab, it's like, it's like uh, it goes, it passes the blood-brain barrier, and uh, it infects people. So it's not the whole jab thing, and a lot of other things that are life and death matters. The the the, the official wisdom, the official instructions would change constantly, and and often pronounce complete reversals, complete retractions of previous policies, facts, or whatever. So you got to really open your eyes, because this is going to intensify in the next few weeks, months, and years. Those that, that are preparing themselves spiritually, mentally, and gaining wisdom and preparation, you will be able to survive. You will be able to make choices. That there are doors of freedom and opportunity for you that exist, and you will be able to access those doors because you didn't self-lobotomize your mind with spiritual deception and propaganda and all the rest of that garbage. You learned to think for yourself, and I want to encourage you to do that. Get Go to paulmcguire.us, see the, the package discount uh, on Paul McGuire book bundles. Take advantage of of it, grab it now, then help us, and uh, stand with us with your finances and donations. Uh, Thank you for your continued prayers and your continued uh, supporting us against the rigging of social media. Thank you for all of that. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. So... I've been writing about this and talking about it for quite some time because it's it's a life and death matter. And so this uh, psychiatrist and medical doctor, um, Dr. Garcia, he, he outlines what is happening, what has happened already, what is going to happen based on um, the social engineering and the fact that it's obvious that they're behind the scenes there is some very powerful group pulling the strings, manipulating circumstances. I mean, that's not just paranoia. They're, they are there, and they're powerful, and they're doing it to the degree we allow them to do it. Um, okay, so 
we have, uh, all, according to this doctor, we have all these medical and institutional authorities, uh, transnationally, internationally, and then in terms of the World Health Organization, WHO, uh, the American Board of Internal Medicine, uh, all these uh, institutions. But somewhere uh, in the mix of what's happening in America, somewhere there there is uh, a gathering, a regular gathering and communication of people who, who without our permission, uh, are running the show. They have their own agenda. So, and they're pushing forward that agenda. Dr. Garcia writes, the fight against these powers is not easy, as we know. And as we also know, these powers delight in confusing and dividing any concerted opposition, which they accomplish in many ways so as to weaken us. During conventional wartime, it is commonplace for adversaries to send out spies to infiltrate each other, to play the games of double and even triple agents, and to mislead each other in every possible uh, way. Um, and he, he mentions ways that they do that. They use social engineering and propaganda met methodologies. And, and specific techniques, okay, to manipulate the minds of the people. So you're either a people, excuse the English, you're either a people who, who you're in control of your mind, as God wants it to be, and um, but you're around a lot of people who have given the control of their minds over to some kind of globalist, artificial intelligence reality. So. Um, this psychiatrist and medical doctor acknowledges the fact that, quote, there is an enemy of real science and human autonomy. The proponent of censorship and the persecution of dissent will seek to control us. Obvious. However, the notion of controlled opposition is in vogue and proceeds too trippingly from the tongue. Strictly speaking, it is only one of the various means or devices used to disrupt our clamoring. By clamoring, he means our, our cries of protest, our vocalized anger. Uh, uh, if we're given an opportunity, we say what we think, and we're not happy with the way things are going on. That's what he's talking about. Um, so, the, the critical thing here um, is that part of the propaganda machine is that these these agents of totalitarianism they they hide behind they they use psychological warfare and advertising te techniques and hide behind their own self generated uh, uh, brands and descriptions of, of who they are okay of who they are and uh, so they label themselves you know as the most respected name in news, or whatever it is. Well, who said they were that? They said they were that. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. It's a somewhat flimsy, you know, badge of honor. Okay, so uh, the, the then he goes into the the use of psychological manipulation, mass communications, 
and how it applied to the vaccines. And this is what the, the psychiatrist writes, quote, vaccines have become a kind of black hole sucking so much of our discursive energy into endless debate. I have learned over these past three and a half years that no vaccine can be trusted, just as no medication can be. It sounds, it is sound and rational to demand to know about the ingredients and the adjuvants of every vaccine, just as it is sound and rational to what, what to know how fluoxetine is supposed to work and how it might go wrong. But we are left with the choice to partake and receive or not. That choice is non-negotiable. No matter what our governments may say while brandishing their scepter of fear, which brings me to the first principles. When the rebellious crew of the 56 Americans signed the Declaration of Independence, they made preeminently clear the principles of human autonomy, rights that were inborn <clears throat> rather than conferred. They were naturally creatures of their time, uh, molded by its social and cultural and racial constraints. The first principles, however, that they espoused and enshrined held with them the key to overcoming these constraints. It took a while for their reasoning to be extended to its logical and to include all men and women, regardless of color, but it got there thanks to the enunciation of these foundational principles. I mean, this man is very, uh, he has power because he's disciplined himself to read, speak, and write. That is not hard to do. And the, the willingness you have to grow in those areas, and you have to reject the, the, the lie that it's difficult or hard. It's not difficult or hard. He's, he's speaking to power in the language of power. This should be the, nor, the, the normative level of understanding in churches and Christians, etc., etc. Increasingly, I have noticed that there are very interesting sectors in our society which are just exploding and coming into life in terms of seeing through the illusion and getting an initial grasp of history and stuff. But percentage-wise, those people are not necessarily overwhelmingly Christian. Some are, thank God. But there's like, in addition to what would, could, could be a great awakening, there is a kind of New Age humanist awakening. And some of it is good. But some of it, when you walk down the path long enough, is not good because it's not ultimately it's not based on truth, but there's a desire, uh, an unprecedented desire for people to 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 recognize that they've been programmed. They're trying to break out of their programming. That's the why people love to talk about the Matrix movies because it it deals with this type of thing. Okay, so um, the the critical thing is that he exposes the fact that the most powerful institutions in America and around the world uh, began to go against us when it came to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the whole vax situation. This is Paul McGuire. So you have all these things happening in our society and culture. Now, here's what's interesting. Because the objective truth is that the vaccine allegedly can be potentially very dangerous and that there are those medical researchers and doctors who allege that a lot of these strange deaths, especially the strange deaths of airline pilots and uh, superstar athletes 
you know, in the prime of their career, and they drop dead on, on the athletic field. And there's many other bad side effects to people who've gotten the vaccination. And then all the lies that went along with it, and all the disinformation that went along with it. And so people couldn't make a sane solution or decision unless they, they did a significant amount of homework. Because no, because they approached it thinking, well, these, these big pharma guys, they can't be as bad as they say. Well, you tell me, are they as bad as they say? I think it's kind of obvious. So the, um, the government, you know, took total control of power and uh, then created these very tough uh, mandates. And by the way, you can see and hear and pre-pray, and you need to pray about this, but the drums of propaganda are beating louder and louder and louder. And what you keep hearing them say, trying to, to prime the pump of this whole thing, what you keep hearing them say is that there's going to be another pandemic. There's going to be another, you know, uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. If it's not that, it'll be something else, a pandemic of something else that's very dangerous or perhaps uh, dangerous um, pandemics that are variants of the original COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So we have this is constantly being stirred up in the media, pounding the drums of fear over this next pandemic and manipulating people at the same time, not providing honest information. Providing honest information, by the way, would be to make it legal for you to look up honest information on what to do medically or nutritionally or alternative medicine or whatever, to be able to use and access the Internet for honest information. And then you should have the freedom um, to be able to, within certain constraints, but to be able to uh, take certain uh, healing compounds or medicinal compounds that allegedly have shown success with uh, dealing with uh, COVID-19 and, and many other things. You should, you should be able to decide and you should be able to say no to like that respirator machine, which allegedly cause of the death of a huge number of people. We have to stand up in a law-abiding, peaceful way, but a way that is fearless, and we have to look credible, and we need to start saying no lovingly, politely, kindly, but firmly, but firmly. We have to start saying no. And as we start saying no uh, in our sphere of influence, in love, but, but having a brain, we start saying no, what we're doing is we're pushing, we're giving pushback to the agenda of the powers of darkness. It's a very subliminal thing. But by pushing back, it's like we're sending out, I don't want to sound like non-biblically mystical, but, but, but by pushing back, it's like sim symbolic of the, the stand of the body of Christ to not receive and accept these lies regarding, you know, COVID-19 or whatever. And to start pushing back, because when they issue an edict, like, you know, social isolation, uh, masks, and you know, all the rest of that stuff, you know how many independent business owners lost their businesses, basically middle class and working class? Do you know how many churches numerically and Christian ministries had to close up shop, shut down, and all kinds of things? Because 
you can't have a church and simultaneously uh, abide by the laws of, uh, you know, how many people can be in a room, distancing, and all the rest of that stuff. There's nothing wrong with those rules, but they have to be inserted in a context of allowing churches and businesses and whatever to continue to move forward if they're abiding by health regulations that are sane and reasonable. So we see that um, certain uh, substances, because they keep drumming up this PR machine to to create fear of a new variant of of COVID-19, and and the reaction of the president, and this is what outraged this psychiatrist, the reaction of the president of the United States was to glibly say to the American people, just glibly say to the American people that he's going to mandate, he's going to order you to get uh, the vaccine to deal with the variants or whatever. So your rights are being taken from you. And the question is, what is the track record of all the people, all the politicians, all the scientists, all the medical researchers, all the doctors, if if these leaders in the medical pharmaceutical fields are radically, radically contradicting each other or changing their message, you know, right in the middle of, of a pandemic, there's something seriously wrong. There, there, there appear to be ruptures in the system and cracks in the pharmaceutical system and the medical system and the World Health Organization. There seems to be corruption that that no matter how much you try to hide it, it keeps oozing up from underneath the cracks of the surface. I'm talking about the the was it disinformation that that a component of the uh, a composition of uh, the COVID nineteen. Uh, some people are saying that it was a biological warfare weapon made in Wuhan, China, and that. Uh, a key component was bat. I don't know what you call it, but something from bats. Okay, and this was a poisonous component that they supposedly used on a microscopic level in the vaccine or the fighting it. And then there were some doctors who who said that something as simple as uh, chewing. Uh, I don't know the name for it, but. Uh, there's certain chewing gums that uh, have nicotine in them. So when you chew the gum, it's like smoking a cigarette. I guess it's not. I've heard it's not uh, addictive or whatever. I don't know. But there have been a lot of reports, and that and you can do research reports, not just believe them, but which have suggested that the real genetic root for this uh, pandemic was not bats. It was the venom from certain snakes. Now that freaked a lot of people out, but but where that goes is the venom from certain snakes. Um, a lot of people were dying all over America and across the world because the vaccination didn't work quick enough and all kinds of things. But when this doctor told people that if they ingested the uh, nicotine type drug that that's in uh, <clears throat> the the chewing gum, which is a nicotine chewing gum, that it <clears throat> blocks the, the protein receptors <clears throat> and it initiates and triggers a very powerful healing 
in the body a healing, they allege, from the uh, uh, nicotine gum, a, a substantial healing where people got their sense of smell and taste back and all kinds of things. Now, I'm not telling you to do that or not, but it's something that you should definitely research and think for yourself. Why are you being deprived of that information? Okay, so... um, And remember, when you go back in time, and I talk about this in my earlier books, like A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and The Day the Dollar Died, the current Western medical establishment, primarily out of America, when you when you look at the business history of who created the American Medical Association uh, and the entire medical industry and and the creation of doctors and pharmaceuticals, etc., it was all created by David Rockefeller and the Rockefeller family. They literally started from nothing, infused. Uh, this this medical industry, this doctor industry, they infused it with probably hundreds of millions of dollars at the time, and this was a long time ago. They also made sure that their products could be used in the chemical mixtures of medication and things, so they would get a huge back-end profit on that. And so the Rockefeller family, the original David Rockefeller, put down that he was a doctor on the application to start the American Medical Association. And then his son put down that he was a registered medical doctor only because his father claimed to be a medical doctor. So so the entire uh, academic credibility and scientific credibility of the founders of all these most powerful medical associations in America and the world, they themselves had no qualifications whatsoever. Because the original Rockefeller, who financed the whole thing, he was literally somewhat, they allege, like a snake oil salesman, selling, you know, cures and elixirs and everything else. Yet he called himself doctor. And so when you have, you know, endless amounts of money, you can do whatever you want. And from that, they created this entire mythology, this entire business, this entire industry known as the American Medical Association. And so all the medicine, all the drugs, it's all one gigantic complex with power that is staggering. Now, notice that the Rockefeller family and other globalist elite families around the world and in the United States of America are financing, coordinating, and directing planet Earth to reduce its population from 7 billion people to reduce it down to 500 million people as fast as possible. That, that, that philosophy is called euthanasia, to euthanize. The idea is you artificially exterminate people uh, so that you can radically lower population levels. And they are true believers in the, the dark philosophies of Thomas Malthus who uh, wrote essays on Malthusianism, which is the doctrine, the false doctrine, by the way, that all of mankind's problems come from excessive population growth. And the only way we can solve all of mankind's problems is to kill off as many men and women as possible as fast as possible. These elite people believe that. It's a Nazi thinking, by the way. The Third Reich and Adolf Hitler and the, the heads of the occult secret societies of Germany, they all bought into this. 
So the elite, the elite, if you really wanted to get to do a deep dive of analysis, you would say it's highly possible that the globalist elite that are pulling the strings have at the very least embraced a Nazi-esque like worldview and philosophy. So what do we do about it? Do we just pretend it's not there, go into a passive mode, uh, uh, surrender to fear? What do we do? See, when, when you hear that, you and I are confronted with what's called the truth. So when we're confronted with the truth, then we're responsible within the parameters that we can only do what is possible for us to do. God doesn't hold us responsible to do things that we, we just can't do. Uh, so, but at the same time, we don't just shut down the possibilities of what God would have us do. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul, Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Okay, so the bottom line here is it is literally a matter of life or death whether you and I grasp, process, understand at a basic level that, number one, is we're in the most massive spiritual battle right now in the history of mankind. And that battle includes the usage, development, and implementation of what be, what could be called any a number of names, like psychotronic weapons, electromagnetic weapons, remote control of the human nervous system, and on and on and on. This isn't this is not science fiction. It's here. It's been here for decades, but now it's out in the open. You need to understand that we have moved into like a science fiction type, science fiction type technology, science fiction type science world, where the old preconceptions are just outdated. You could basically do anything. And so Christians, like every Christian youth group, every Christian church, every Christian fellowship, every every Christian institution, colleges, universities, or whatever, throughout all Christendom, and throughout all of the body of Christ in America and around the world, there should be such an inundation and such a a, a revelation of, of the basic key points of all these flashing red light areas that, hey, like it or not, we got to deal with it, such as jabs, COVID vaccines, COVID-19, uh, uh, 5G, electromagnetic frequencies, et cetera, et cetera. You know, once upon a time in America, you could you could not talk about that stuff, and you'd probably be okay because the technology hadn't really te- gone forward yet. So now we're we're right in the middle of the unfolding of the technology. In order for us to win and do what God wants us to be, we have to reject the self-limiting belief that this is too big of a concept for us. That is a lie and a stronghold of the evil one. If we say to ourselves. This is too big of a concept for us. This is too much for us to understand. This this is overwhelming to, to understand that. And then after we say those things to ourselves, we use that as a sinful inner justification to to willfully choose to reject God's commandments and God's directives and guidance. That's how it plays out. Because it's your sin nature making a decision, not the Spirit of God. Okay, so. So we understand that we're supposed to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So if we will develop a basic understanding 
And, you know, curriculum can be developed. There are guys and girls in all kinds of Christian churches in America that have a very good knowledge of some of this stuff, and they could explain it simply and, of course, in a fast-moving way. Okay, so we have to understand under the backdrop of all this external manipulation, we see, and we talked about this the other day on the Paul McGuire Report, and in fact, I have talked about this probably for the last 15 or 20 years in my books, which you can get at paulmcguire.us. I've talked about, I talked about these scientific discoveries that were not known to the public, but in the last couple of years, they have become increasingly known to the public. So, one thing we have to understand is the power of electromagnetic frequencies. Okay, when you when you have a facility or a building, you can beam an electromagnetic frequency via an electromagnetic frequency weapon, and you can use that weapon to attack any nation. So the USA could attack Russia, Russia could attack the USA. Now, there was a a big scandal uh, many years ago when there were a number, as I said the other day, of high-level diplomats staying in Havana, and allegedly the Russians were were beaming their secret technology of an electromagnetic frequency beam that was causing the diplomats to get cancer and die over an incremental period of time. Okay, so so the, so there there had to be a wake up call in the military and certain aspects of society. A wake up call, like be on the alert, especially what kind of business you're in. If there, you know, people are dying and they don't really have any reason to be sick. Is an enemy of some kind, like like a foreign state or whatever, sending a, an electromagnetic frequency signal, a numerical signal that can produce disease and wear down the immune system. This is real. So you have to be aware of its potential and possibilities. So the Russian defense minister, the guy in charge of all the defense in Russia, said in March 2012, the development of weaponry based on new physics, principles, direct energy weapons, geographical weapons, wave energy weapons, genetic weapons, psychotronic weapons, is part of the state of arms procurement program for 2011-2020, Voice of Russia. The world media reacted to this hint on the, on the open use of psychotronic weapons by the publication of scientific experiments from the 1960s where electromagnetic waves were used to transmit simple sounds into the human brain. However, most of them avoided saying that since that extensive scientific research has been carried out in this area throughout the world, uh so so Britain's Daily Mail uh wrote that electromagnetic weapons has been secretly carried out in the USA and Russia since the 1950s and that previous research has shown that low frequency be- waves or beams can affect brain cells let me say that again the EMF frequencies like 5G depending on the the HC, can potentially affect brain cells. Potentially affect brain cells. I'm repeating it because the the critical thought to receive is for your kids, for your sons, your daughters, yourself, whatever. 
Why would you limit what your children can become by allowing them to be exposed to an electromagnetic frequency environment, which literally, scientifically, will dumb them down? Whenever they're near the range of this uh, frequency, that frequency will make them dumber and dumber and dumber. That that's like, come on, man, you, you're destroying any possibility of them having a decent life. Okay, so all kinds of reports that go way back. Um, you have uh, microwave technology, Air Force, remote control of the human nervous system. This goes back to a long time ago. There was a Dr. Robert Becker uh, who uh, did a lot of research of the remote control of human nervous system. Dr. Robert Becker, who was twice nominated for a Nobel Prize, uh, shared in the discovery of the effects of pulsed fields at the healing of broken bones that he wrote in his book, Body Electric, in 1974, based on an experiment in 1974. So you have. Uh, the problem is you have totalitarian type uh, government people, uh, dictatorial people in all nations of the world with an insatiable lust for power. And so, um, you know, there are powerful people in powerful governments and powerful terrorist groups all over the world that have on their hands on this electromagnetic frequency technology that can control the, the nervous system from a long distance. By the way, I wrote about this, you know, 15, 20 years ago in my books at paulmcguire.us, but you may have just found out about it, but this has been viable for a long, long time. And that means without people knowing it, they can be hijacked from an external, you know, computer-type source. Another thing that's critical to understand is that um, we have to understand that these new technologies are very powerful. And so let's just take something that affects everybody. Everybody wants faster internet, faster uploading, downloading, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is most cell phones used to be at 4G. Now they are at 5G, basically, the, the higher rate. The problem is there's a quantum increase of the amount of power that is released when you make that jump from 4G to 5G. That same quantum increase doesn't happen when you go 2 to 3G or 3G to 4G or whatever. But when you go 4G to 5G, there's an exponential increase in the amount of potential electromagnetic frequency power. So here's the bottom line. Every 5G transmitter, every 5G tr transmitting tower, depending upon the frequency that it's sending out, and every frequency has a specific, specific numerical frequency, depending upon the specific frequency, 5G can tr transmit you know, all kinds of data for video and news and entertainment and computer games and everything else. And business needs, 5G can do a huge job. But the downside is, the same 5G power, 5G power is in the same range as the military around the world, their, their uh, electromagnetic frequency weapons. They all operate on a 5G system. When you, you can turn it down to the lower end of a 5G system, 
and it will cause people to feel like their body's on fire and they will run and do crowd dispersal. When you um, uh, turn it up with even more power, then you, you're increasing the magnification of the electromagnetic frequency, and you can literally cause somebody to die of a heart attack, uh, get sick, drop dead instantly, get sick and get sick and die incrementally and slowly. So depending upon how you tune the frequencies of 5G, it can be a healer or an assassin, a very dangerous killer. And you have to say, are you comfortable? If you were to know what they really look like and you were to able to see all the millions of 5G broadcasting towers in your neighborhoods, in buildings, off highways and stuff, okay? And then when you look at all these 5G transmitters everywhere, then you got to say, every one of these 5G transmitters has the capacity built in to become a death ray, to, to cause cancer and sickness and heart attacks and brain problems and depression and suicidal thoughts. It can cause people to drop dead. It can cause people to incrementally die. And yes, on the good side, it can cause healing from depression and anxiety and other things. The point is, you know, radiation and nuclear power has potential to provide our energy needs only to the degree that it's willing to abide by the strictest safety standards. Uh, standards. Same thing with this. And that's not happening. So we have people with enormous power who intend to abuse their power, um, but we have to stand up strong and strategically to prevent this continual expansion and abuse of new technologies against democracy, religious freedom, and human rights. And, and if we don't stand, we'll lose everything. You understand that? Because there's a war going on. It's a very dangerous war because it involves the understanding of all kinds of technologies that many people think don't exist. So I'm looking at a United Nations government report titled The Ban of Mind Control Technology. It is most likely that the USA refused to negotiate this convention, and in consequence, the ban of informational weapons was not discussed by the United Nations General Assembly. Even in the U.S. Congress appeared a bill proposing the ban of mind control technologies. Now, for all those people like the mainstream media and all the other idiots and prostitutes in our nation, who, when the minute you bring up the fact that, um, that there is such thing as mind control technology, you say as a fact there is mind control technology, they call you conspiracy theory, a liar, or whatever. All right, so so you, you put an end to that in 20 seconds because the overwhelming facts, which I just read you, the overwhelming facts substantiate, substantiate as certifiable facts that there are millions of industries and research laboratories and medical laboratories and psychiatric facilities that have already developed viable mind control technology in the past but they are currently experimenting with new mind control technology and the mind control technology of the future. So that's an, if you're talking to somebody that's stupid, then that's the end of the discussion. But you've got to deliver that payload, okay? And you, you know, in your own words, but you've got to be convincing. So these weapon systems 
are everywhere, like HARP up in um, Alaska. Um, these weapon systems with uh, electromagnetic frequency technology can create hurricanes, tsunamis, earthquakes. Uh, directed energy beam weapons fall into this general category. I will tell you this, as somebody whose house was on the epicenter of the Northridge earthquake, which was a massive earthquake here in Southern California, where I was living, you've probably seen those pictures of the Northridge earthquake where there's these, these aerial bridges or aerial highways. They go like in giant circles. And two of the aerial highways broke in half. One, you can see a car still on the edge of crashing, and another car fell off in between the cracks on the aerial freeway. And that picture went out all over the world because it was like, showed you what the power of what really happened. Well, at that time, this was a number of years ago, I didn't live all that far from there. And so from a, a earthquake science perspective, it just happened to be that my the area that I lived, that there were actually two, two dual epicenters for the Northridge earthquake. One was um, in the Northridge area, and one was in the Santa Clarita area. And we received the, 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 the dual epicenter, which is the full power. So I've been through many earthquakes, and I remember vividly the sounds, the light, the, the activity, the way people acted. I have like a, a computerized video recorder in my brain where I can access all these memories very vividly. And as I look back, I remember um, wondering what exactly was it that detonated the Northridge earthquake? Because when it went off, it literally sounded like a, a gigantic locomotive freight train was going full speed and smashed into my living room and kept going. And then my house began to say, shake so violently. The, the, the violent shaking of our house was so violent that I thought it was going to snap and break and buckle at any second. The person who lived next door to me, when we went over to their house a day or two after the earthquake, and we walked into their house, we saw that the center of their kitchen area, which was a marble floorway, the whole thing was cracked in half. It went, it went from one end of their house foundation to the other, and it was like a one-foot or two-foot-wide chasm. So their house had split in two, and as far as you could see via flat, uh, flashlight into the chasm that was split open, that's as far, I mean, that was just the tip of how deep the earthquake was. And this happened everywhere. So you began, you, you began to notice that there are certain similarities. One, I wrote a book from Earthquakes to Global Unity talking all about this many years ago. But I also knew about weather modification technology. So even though I didn't have a conclusive answer, it was hard to get research back then on, on that because people, it was just people didn't know that existed. So I, um, um, but I, I sensed that there was more to meeting the eye in terms of the technological and potentially man-made technology which may have caused this earthquake. Okay? And the same could be true for any number of massive freak weather events or earthquakes or, or whatever. When you see this aberrant, crazy weather that doesn't behave at all like it used to behave when, you know, decades ago, and 
what we're seeing is not the result of uh, climate warming. If anything, it would be cli- it would be climate cooling, and all this environmental chaos is not the result of uh, you know us not being good at taking care of the, vi- the environment. That's a that's a dictatorial verbal trap, and you shouldn't buy into it. Okay, this is the Paul McGuire report. We have our jobs to do. We have to understand. And you need to be educated. Get the books, read them. Because if you're credible, guess what happens when you're credible? Guess what happens when you sound like you know what you're talking about? Guess what happens when you do know what you're talking about? What happens is that effortlessly, you suddenly gain people's respect. You gain, uh, they, they recognize that, that you're a person of quality and honor and intelligent and knowledgeable, a person of power. All of a sudden, the way people perceive you, they now perceive you for the better. Why? Because you don't have to fake it anymore. You simply and naturally exude a kind of inner confidence. You exude the sense of power or whatever that comes along people who, who paid the price to gain knowledge, and knowledge always uh, crowns you with uh, power and honor. So that's how God wants us to operate, because they're, they're, we are. This whole thing has been moving according to to patterns determined by ancient secret occult societies like Mystery Babylon, which you can read about in my book Power from On High. The critical thing to understand here is that these occult secret societies move in patterns. They use symbolism. They use occult technology as well as so-called scientific rationalism uh, technology, and they 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 use certain systems to create chaos, certain patterns. So they're counting on the overwhelming majority of people in America to be in a lethargic, hyper tranquilized state of consciousness. But there's a lot of people who are waking up or who, who have woken up, and they're starting to see reality at a far higher and a far more accurate degree. So what they used to be able to hide easily, they can no longer hide. People's senses have become more discriminating. People's discernment abilities, in some cases, or in many cases, have become more razor sharp. And so this presents, for you and me, a, a unique opportunity because of the global pressures, many of them warned about in Bible prophecy, because of the global pressures that has created a pressure against nations and societies. And if we allow that pressure from, that God allows to make us more malleable, moldable, shapeable, then God, like the great sculptor that he is, can shape and mold our lives so that our lives, in our lives, we can, on a maximum level, by the power of God, on a maximum level, God wants to make us everything he intended us to be. So, what I'm trying to say in the closing moments of the Paul McGuire Report, and you can visit paulmcguire.us, is this. We are in a multidimensional spiritual battle. We can win the battle by using spiritual weapons that God has designed and by seeking the, the guidance and wisdom and knowledge of God at a much higher level. Now, to the degree that we do that, we will see God move on our behalf in the invisible realm. We will see God with our spiritual eyes send his angelic armies, his power, 
to drive back uh, those that are worshiping Baal or those whose hearts are hard to God, uh, towards God. God will drive them back. The only reason they've been able to encroach is because of the sin of passivity and the sin of apathy that has been accepted by so much of the body of Christ. But those days are over. And let me say that again. Those days are over. The sword of heaven is poised from the invisible realm, and the demonic shackles that were laid and formed to to knit all of God's leaders and people into, into a slavery and bondage, the sword of the Lord is extended now. That supernatural sword of Jesus Christ, the sword of truth, it's extended now, and, and as Jesus Christ raises up his arm and points his sword upwards, and then in one swift move, Jesus uh, causes the, the, the sword to come down with great power, and when the sword comes down with great power, it devours, it divides, it destroys all the works of the enemy, including breaking the, the chains of deception, breaking the chains of false doctrine. Those chains have been severed by the sword of truth of Jesus Christ, and that's a powerful moment. And so you and I today, as we talked about what we talk about, today you and I experienced a short but profound divine interruption. God Almighty decided to show up in the middle of our discussion on spiritual warfare, etc. And so as we attempted to yield ourselves to the guidance of the Spirit of God, we noticed that the Lord began to infuse us with his power from on high, to infuse us with uh, the Holy Spirit and energize us and make us stronger and make us uh, equip us for victory in battle. So, unbeknownst to us, all of that was going on as we were worshiping the Lord and seeking the face of the Lord. And I believe that we, we received that promise from God by witnessing an increase of his power and an increase of the influence of God's people, uh, that's the, the, the power shifting you see as we approach the zone of a mighty biblical uh, th- third great awakening. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Continue to join our e-blast, uh, sign and follow and like all our social media. That way we can win the rigging wars. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire.